Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to More Than a Single Story Unscripted Podcast. Now, if you have been rocking with me for the past few weeks, you know that we have been on an unstuck series mode. That has been our journey. But today, we're going to take a break and we're going to do a flashback of probably one of my favorite conversations with a group of my favorite sisters. And we're calling this the MTSS Sister Circle. And the name of this flashback podcast was What That Relationship Looked Like. So sit back for the next hour or so and listen to this honest and raw conversation about um, my sister's approach to relationships. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite pen and your favorite notebook, your cup of coffee or a cup of tea and let's build y'all. Talk to you soon. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fifth episode of More Than a Single Story Unscripted. So I'm excited. I'm so very excited that I have some of my favorite tribe members hanging out with me today on this podcast. So let me go ahead and get started so you can hear from these ladies. Uh, the first person I want to introduce is my bestie. Uh, her name is Miss Johnetta K. Shaw. She is a speaker extraordinaire. Um, every Say hi to everybody, Johnetta. Hello, everybody. Next, we have my cousin, Penda James. She is a scribe coach extraordinaire. Penda, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? <laughs> Next, we have Tamiko Tally. Tamiko, say hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> Next, we have Miss Kim Taylor. Kim is the pop up queen for boutiques and things. Say hello, Miss Kim. Hello, everybody. And last but definitely definitely not least, we have Miss Catrell Scott, and she keeps me fly with my hair and my soul and my heart. Say what's up, Catrell? What's up, everyone? Okay, ladies. So you know I called you all together so that we could have a sister circle today. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 So the first thing that I want to do is, you know, there are a lot of women who are looking for relationships. They are in relationships. I just want to know what you all, you know, how you all view the relationships that you might be in, you might be looking for, because all of us are black women, right? And so sometimes men are a trip. Sometimes relationships are a trip. And so I just wanted to kind of chat about that. So um, let's see. So what do you all think women want in relationships? I'll start. Okay. Um, I know for me, I want companionship. Um honesty and just just true love um acceptance um 
just a friend. I think at this point in my age, um, 44, I want love because I can take care of myself. I got um, that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell for me, just, just. <laughs> so tell me, you said you want true love. Define. How do you know? How do you know what true love is? How do you know that? Well, I discovered it this year. I guess last year when I got engaged. Hey, um, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. True love. Um, my fiance is amazing. He listens to me. Hmm. He, um, he is my rock. Hmm. Um, he, I can say, do, call him, whatever. And he is there. And, and I'm a very hard person to deal with because I have trust issues. Mm-hmm. And he told me he was going to break down that wall. He said he wanted to be my best friend. Oh, why, why do I want to like tear up? I have goosebumps <laughs> a little bit. Oh, I love it. Anyone else want to chime in? I just want to say, um, knowing, knowing Tamiko for a long time, and knowing like some of the the pains and you know things that she's gone through in her life, I'm about to cry. Sheesh. Um, and to know that that this time it's like everything that she wanted came. Hmm. You know, as many times as she, like she gave up on love, like I quit. You know, and this time it's like God gave her everything. It's like He smushed it all up and gave it all to her every year that she lost and now it's like here I am boo (laughs) yes (laughs) she says yes anyone else what's love got to do with it a lot so So talk a little bit about that Miss Kim um I'm not in love with anybody right now (laughs) and I'm not saying that I've totally given up because I haven't regardless of what's happened like in my past and what all this person has done that person has done I still haven't given up on God Hmm. so that's that's what it is with me um my my first and foremost thing you got to be in line with God. Y'all know I was going there. <laughs> you got to be, and I'm going to know it. Mm-hmm. And it starts with me. It starts with you within yourself. You got to make sure you good. Mm-hmm. You got to get all that clutter and all that damage and trash and stuff out of you. Let let him clean you up, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So with that, going back to, I'm saying husband because I ain't got time for no boyfriends. I'm I'm 38 knocking on 39's door. I'm, I want to be in it for the long haul. But with that, I mean, I want, I do, you, I, it's important to have a best friend. Mm. You need a best friend. Somebody you know you can call on, you can depend on them. Yeah. I love y'all too, but, um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all can't do everything he can do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody smiling and snapping, smiling and snapping. Okay. <laughs> Who else? I say I keep going, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Anyone else want to chime in? Okay. So to to the married folks, who's Penda? 
So tell me a little bit about your story and how how you came to know that the pastor the pastor was was your forever friend. We we have been married this year. It'll be 15 years. Wow. Um I just remember when I first met him. I didn't, well, first I didn't remember his name. Like you know, if we we tell this story and he was watching me, but I was not paying him any attention. I had gone to Haiti, came home. I'm like, what is it? Like, who are you? Get out of my office. Like, stop talking to me. But over time, I would talk to him and time would just disappear. Like, mm-hmm. I remember talking to him one night. We started talking, I think, at 7 o'clock. We looked at our watches. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, where did the time? Oh, my God. So just when time started disappearing, Mm -hmm. when I was around him, and like Tamiko said, when I needed something, I didn't have to ask for it. It Mm -hmm. was just like he could read my mind, and it was just there for me. And it's interesting, you know, we have a 13-year-old daughter. We were talking about love today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never would have sat down on the floor with my mom and had a conversation about boys. We just didn't do that. So I'm grateful that not only do I have a love story that, mm-hmm. um, you know, God gave me second chances at love. Like, you know, and I'm grateful that we have a child that I can kind of teach mm-hmm. about love at an early age. It's it's just really powerful. And yes, he is a pastor. Um, Sorry. I never thought I was going to marry a pastor. No, but I, no, <laughs> but they call me first lady, you know, and I do, I do take that role seriously because a lot of single women in our church, they look to us as an example, you know, of love and marriage. Like we've been through hell and high water in this past 15 years. So ain't no turning back. You said uh, he's mine. It, it, this is it. Uh-huh. So it's it, like when you fight it, you f- like fighting for love is different than just oh I like you and I'm a you know but now when you literally have to fight for your love mm. it changes it mm. it changes it for real absolutely so, yeah. absolutely anybody else want to chime in so I think it's telling that Penda kind of talked about um second chances at love right because all of you I think know kind of my love story I met my love when I was 18 years old on the first day that I slept on the campus of Wright State University I met him that night and I think I fell in love that night we just had so much fun uh we we just like you said Penda we lost track of time um we eventually got married my story is just crazy had kids, got married, got divorced, and now back together again. So it's come, love has come full circle, but I can talk about our story forever, but I don't want to do that. So Catrell, did you have something that you wanted to jump in and say? I was just going to piggyback off of um, Kim and the other two, just, just saying that, you know, respect, companionship, you do have to have yourself together and grounded for one to not allow your past experiences to just stun you or traumatize you. You know, we are human and we go through stuff, but that don't mean you you too broken to be healed. That way you you know, God um set up some when when the when the opportunity comes for you to meet that person, even if you're not looking, he will give you the discernment 
to allow to be more receptive to it. I think sometimes people are so guarded because they're so hurt and they kind of fall to their little default settings to just shut off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they could shut off to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just tell people take the those experiences and just take all the good out of it because it all wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially those who might have kids with that person. You know, it's just a lesson, lesson learned out of it. You know, but like Kim said about yourself and just really focusing with that relationship with God to be able to have that discernment to know who is really meant to be in your corner. Mm-hmm. So right. you got to cultivate a friendship, a bond, because it's more than just, hey, you being married, we just, like you said, boyfriend and girlfriend, it's on a different level, especially when you um, have that bond and then make it a union as when, once you get married with that person. Mm-hmm. So. Miss Johnetta, you have anything you want to chime in and say? Okay. Uh, I, I agree with everybody. I'm just <laughs> excited about the three love stories on the line. And it just gives me hope that, you know, love will come. But I think um, I'm just going to echo it. You know, our first love is our Heavenly Father. And then secondly, we have to love ourselves, period. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself. You have to be okay with being alone. Um, And that will open up, you know, what your heart's desires are. Mm Because God said he would give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's just that we have to feign not. And it's not a thing that we chase. You can't make anybody fall in love with you. Like, (laughs) I absolutely love Tamiko's love story because... She wasn't looking for love. You know, she was living her life and she was whole. And then here he comes interrupting the flow. You know, she'll have to tell the story. But, you know, it didn't take long. And, you know, the one became two and they're on their way to get married. So at the point in time in this season, but in the meantime, we have work to do. Mm -hmm. And life is good. It's a big world out here. I say enjoy it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have married people <laughs> who be like, you be living a life, you be everywhere, which I don't feel that my life is that way, but I do do what brings me joy, you know, to borrow from Mary Kondo. I mean, I do, you know, what fulfills me. I do seek my purpose, you know, and then once God, you know, gives me the green light on things, yes. And then I also... Um, partake in just the world is is life is good life is a lot I've loved and lost I'm divorced um, I've had jaded vision you know after the divorce because what it taught me is that I would absolutely rather be alone than lay in the bed next to somebody and be lonely so um, I had to get through that but now I'm open mm-hmm. and different, you know, things have been coming my way since I've been open. And so I'm just excited. Okay. You guys are so smart. I want to be like you when I grow up. So listen, a lot of you have talked about, uh, <laughs> a lot of you have talked about seeking your purpose and being whole with you by yourself. And I know sometimes that is difficult to do. But I also know that when you're not whole, someone can walk into your life and it'll be like a mirage, right? This person seems perfect. 
they say the right things, they do the right things, they're fine, right? They're that perfect gentleman that pull out the chair for you, open doors for you, right? Introduce you to their family and their mamas, but they're not the right one. And this cycle can go on for years and years and years. Janetta, you know what I'm talking about. And it would be I'm talking about in my life. I'm talking about in my life, you know. <laughs> it can go on for years and years. So my question is for you, ladies, how can you see through that? And how how do you figure out your purpose? How do you figure out if you're whole or not? Like, how do you know that, right? How do you know that? It's, again, going back, you have to... You have to be in line with God. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, I am very big on is fasting and praying. Mm -hmm. You are in line with him. You're going to hear his voice. He's going to tell you. He's going to correct you. He's going to fix you. Oh, my God. And you got to ask for a spirit of discernment. Because if you got discernment, you're going to discern if this person who you think is, you know, oh, He's your prince to shine armor. Just because it look good on the outside, you need to ask God, like, what does what his heart look like on the inside? Show me his heart. Show me your spirit. And I always say, you know, they got that, that saying, say, well, what that mouth do and all that stuff. Okay, I say, well, what that spirit do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say it. Y'all know I'm too real. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to have to go back <laughs> and rewind that up. Uh, what did you say about that mouth, Kim? <laughs> I ain't say nothing about it. I just said what that spirit do. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they had that saying, and I'm just like, what, 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 where y'all? It just shows you where people's mental is at nowadays. Um, which goes into another subject, and it's even something I deal with. A lot of people have lusting spirits. They have lustful spirits, so... Mm -hmm. You can't just look on what the outside look at you, what it looks like on the outside. You definitely have to see what's in the heart. Mm -hmm. and like my main go-to, I I believe wholeheartedly in um, spiritual cleansing, and that is by fasting and praying, getting in my word. God, been, and I'm going through this right now. I'm not married, but he wouldn't have never put the desire on my heart to want to be married. But he said, hey, I got to clean you up. You know, I need to show you, you, you got this going on, you got that going on, you got this going on. I ain't bringing you nothing that I have ordained for you and you messed up. Absolutely. I'm a work in progress right now. I had to work on my attitude. Mm -hmm. I had to get my, my financial situation together. It was a lot of things that I have to, you know, get in, get in order for myself. Yes, sometimes it gets lonely. But it's okay, though. I'm still content with being by myself right now. I know it ain't going to be for the long haul. And when it do happen, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Why did I've been I... in the house too long, y'all. It's okay. Why did I know that you were going to be the one to make me laugh the hardest? Why did I already know that? So listen, so listen, ladies, I was thinking while Kim was talking, talking about, you know, 
essentially going into your quiet space, you know, getting you together, getting right for you, you know, uh, being in alignment with God. A lot of talk now is about self-care, right? It's about, you know, doing things so that you're able to center in on who you are, what your purpose is, you know, the things that you need to do in order to be whole. What do you think some of those things are that's missing with women that you see in your circle? What are some of the things that they're not doing or what are some of the things that they should be doing so that we can get to that you know, that center in that place, you know, we know that God has to be the first thing. But what are some of the other things that you have done, or you know, that people in your circle have done to kind of achieve this, you know, the centeredness, you know, fulfilling and being centered? Um, I would say, one is understanding what truly makes you happy, instead of looking for that guy, or items to do that, because so many people look for validation in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And like she said, if you don't center yourself with God and understanding truly what you really want, sometimes people just want company. Some people just need something to do. And they just think, oh, if I just place somebody there mm-hmm. because of the spirit of loneliness or lust, and they end up looking for the wrong thing. They say, well, dang, this person, I keep getting all the wrong person. But what are we doing to attract that person? Mm-hmm. With a common denominator, after a while, we keep getting into the same scenario. We're just trying to figure out. I tell people that we are truly queens and we have a, sh- a bright light that attracts good and bad. And you have to have the discernment to understand certain things don't, it's not meant to be towards you. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to let that go. You can't fix it. You can't help. You got to let people believe on the first time. <laughs> Believe them the first time. You know, they mean well, may not be their attention, but if they still being dishonest, they still don't, ain't nothing going to change that. They got to be ready to get themselves together because no matter what you do, mm-hmm. it's just not going to help. And I tell somebody, you cannot depreciate your value because mm. uh, they don't appreciate you. You know what I mean? So they keep, it just, it doesn't matter what you're doing or giving or saying to them, you're showing them all the love and support. And unfortunately, because what they may have been exposed to and their upbringing or the lack of, they don't even recognize that you're actually trying to cultivate with them and love them. <laughs> so they kind of resistant to it not knowing that. But that's not your job to be raising a grown person. You know what I mean, either. <laughs> because that's not what we in in the world for. So at the end of the day, your peace, God, and just understanding truly what you want. Be specific with God because he will <laughs> answer your person. I do believe that. So I love, Cottrell, that you said, as you were saying it, I was writing it down. It's not a woman's job to raise a grown person. And I know that as women, you know, we are we are by nature. God created created us to be nurturers you know, nurturers in the home, nurturers of our children. So why do you think that so many women have this man they see in front of them and they want to say, okay, this is mine. I know I can give him what he needs so that he can be what I need. Why do you think so many women have that mindset? Sometimes people like to feel needed. That's one of my mm. reasons. I, I didn't mean to cut anybody off, whoever was just talking. Sometimes some people have the desire to feel needed, and as much as they think they're helping, mm-hmm. I don't think the person sometimes know they can. They, uh, we have a tendency to enable. 
them. Mm. You know, sometimes people's journey is their journey. So you can support them while they're going through it, but it's not our job to enable or stop the process that God is trying to show them something you ever experienced. I'm pretty sure all of us have that you see something for somebody like you. You understand what the lesson is that God trying to give you. Then you realize, I'm sorry, this is not my journey. That's that person's journey. So unfortunately, this is why certain people, even us women, go through the same scenario over and over and over again. And this is why we got to break generational curse so that don't go to our mm-hmm. kids. So talking about generational curses, you know, a lot of people know what that is. But how do you stop it when you don't know anything else? How do you stop that? You, you again, my thing, and I keep saying it. Um, God. You, 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 yeah, you got to fast. Like, you got, you have to learn how to cut. I'm not saying cut people off, but you have to take that time and just get by yourself. God will show you. If you see repetitious things going on in your family, in your family line, uh, like, like for instance, it's a lot of women in our family that's not married. It's something, it's, there's a reason for that. There is a reason for that. You have to even even when you go when you talk about health issues, think about it. You go to the doctor. The doctor he sits up there and asks you, Do you have a history of diabetes? Do you have a history of high blood pressure? Do you have a history of whatever? Cancer. Generational. So again, it's is getting back to your quiet you have to learn how to talk and um I just lost what else I was getting ready. <laughs> yeah, I just came out my mind. <laughs> I was about to start preaching to y'all here. That's what I was getting ready to right. say. <laughs> um, one of the ways that I found out that I had things going on in my family was uh, on a fast. I always tell people to pay attention to your dreams. God, he speaks to us through our dreams. People mm. think dreams are just dreams. You know, those... The, the, when you're dreaming, that is the real you. That's the spiritual you. Whatever takes place in the spirit, it ultimately transforms and goes into the natural. So whatever happens there first, it's going to happen. You know how people say, oh, I had deja vu or all oh, this happened before? Mm-hmm. Come on, now. You got to clean yourself out. Get quiet before him. Get quiet for him and let him talk to you. He's going to show you stuff. Stuff. He showed me stuff that was going on in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea. I'm like the baby, and everybody kept me sheltered and guarded from everything. But then I'm here, and we got people in the family that was dealing with like in, in certain things of witchcraft and all of that stuff. And it, I'm like, why is this happening to me? Because I tapped into that spiritual realm fasting and didn't know what I was really doing. So stuff really started manifesting then. But that that was just my experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could help, you know, somebody else. Just pay attention to that. We're going to talk on the spiritual level, you mm-hmm. know. Anybody else? Somebody else was about to chime in. I, I was just going to say, for me, it's look seeing those examples and saying, that's not how I want to be. Mm. That's not the life I want to live. I don't want to, you know, keep that going. I, I think you can look at those um, the negativity or whatever is going on in your family life and say, you know what, that's not how I want to be. And mm-hmm. you make it, it's a, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you decide, you know, if, you know, my aunt was, 
always negative and everything was, you know, men are horrible. Da, da, da. You're going to think, well, all men are bad. Well, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it really just goes back to having the mindset of I don't want to live that way. So it, it's almost like, you know, sometimes I say sometimes your best boss was your worst boss because you learn mm-hmm. how you, you know, what not to do. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, that was a piece of it. wanted to say I had to learn that it was okay to let people go Mm. that there are some places in my life in my relationship in my ministry in my jobs whatever that people around me who don't see who I am Mm -hmm. cannot go so it's it's hard even if it's you know if it's cousins or family members and people that I've been close to for a long time I, they can't come in my relationship. They can't come, you know, they don't understand everything I'm going through as a pastor's wife or as a mom of a 13-year-old in this generation who's an only child, you know. So I had to learn that it was okay. I was taking notes while you were talking, Kim. Um, you know, I had to learn that it sometimes, like, people just can't come with me. And that's okay. Maybe I can pull them up later. Mm-hmm. And maybe it means it's time for the... For the situation to be done yeah i agree so i was kind of thinking um i was kind of thinking about kind of the core values for me my business my life um and and they are everybody has a story to tell your passion will reveal your purpose and if you have a tribe then you have success. And so I want to talk about that third one is creating a circle around you. I know that I have a small group of folks that I talk to on a regular basis. And most of them are on this um, on this podcast right now. Um, and so I wanted to ask you ladies, how important do you think it is to have a circle of women, strong women around you to assist you? You know, we're not talking about God. We already know that that's a given. But having that core group of women that you can go to that will be your, you know, your truth serum. You know, in my first book, I talked about, you know, the people around you and identifying you know those people and what what role they play in your life so we'll take Johnetta for instance I call Johnetta my truth serum because though Johnetta is soft-spoken Johnetta give you that truth in a minute and sometimes you don't see it coming <laughs> but a lot of times what she says is it's really on point so Johnetta is my truth serum I know that I can go to her and she can say Trey you know what you are off the hook today a little bit you okay and I know that she'll say that in love so how important do you think though that circle is and how can we form that circle how can we know that these are the right women uh, to be our advisors I think it starts with um, trust Mm. and vulnerability Mm -hmm. so I heard a talk with Brene Brown and she did a whole thing on being vulnerable and it was a packed house a whole you know Mm -hmm. um, bunch of people and I'm like well why is she saying being vulnerable is where your power is and I think, you know, just as I'm not even going to say black women, but women in general, 
so many things have happened, even starting in elementary school with other women and other girls where we've been hurt. So it's like, who can I trust my heart to? Like, who can I really? Because I trusted my best friend back in the seventh grade. And then, you know, she stole my boyfriend or, you know, all different things. Or these women were saying these things behind my back in the workplace. And I thought we were on the same page. So it starts with that. Mm-hmm. And this topic has already come up in our conversation, but discernment. So mm-hmm. God has given all of us a measure of wisdom. And he said, if any man lacks wisdom, just ask for more and he'll give it to you. So I think. Um, that's a part of being purposeful, but there's no way around opening yourself up and stepping out to trust. Mm -hmm. And I will say that has been one thing that I have not regretted. Cause like you said, in the, and you know, there are people on this podcast right now who I've lent my heart to, Mm -hmm. and I know that I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I need it anything if my children needed anything if my father needed anything they mm-hmm. would be there in the drop of a dime mm-hmm. and it's so priceless to have that but you'll never have that if you don't open your heart up and oh. trust absolutely anyone else i agree it, it is all about trust um it's you know, I think about my best friend. We've been best friends since the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know no matter what, no matter what time it is, what day it is, what whatever, I can call her and she's going to pick up the phone. She lives in Columbus. She would drive to Dayton <laughs> if, you know, if something's going on. But I can trust her to also to be honest with me, um, mm-hmm. to say, hey, Tally, you slow down a little bit, you know, pump your brakes. Um, and we can we ha- we have that with one another, mm-hmm. um, you know, vice versa. I can I can be honest and open with her about things, and and it is about trust. And you know, it's not always about how long you've known someone, um, but it's about the impact that they have on your life now. I mean, I think about Johnetta, who I love. We haven't been friends that long, but I know that I can call her. I can you know, if I need anything, just to talk, just to run something by her, just whatever. She is going to be there for me. Um, so I think it, it is about realizing, one, kind of like what Pinda was saying earlier, everybody's not going to be on your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to let people go. Um, but the ones that you do have, keep them close and be open. Be open to new friendships and, you know, new people coming into mm-hmm. your life. And um, don't be so guarded. I think sometimes when we think of guarded, we're talking about male relationships, but it's also female relationships as well. Because mm-hmm. you always see the cattiness. You know, and I admit, I watch Housewives. Yes, I do. Um, but <laughs> it's so catty. When you're like, girl, is that your friend? Like, are, are you sure that's your friend? Um, so sometimes I think we see that and we don't see the other part of the, the, the real friendship. So mm-hmm. being open and, and realizing that everybody um, is not out to get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, be, be careful, too. Don't tell all your business to folks. But just... <laughs> Just just be open because mm-hmm. you could always, you know, you can meet somebody two days ago or a week ago that has, you know, more compassion for you than someone you knew three, four years ago. So I think it's about being open. Absolutely. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of good stuff, but I'm so excited. So this is what I want to talk about now. All of the women, all six of us are accomplished we are smart women 
A lot of us have our own businesses or we're successful in our career or in extracurricular things that we do. So how do you, and yes, right now I'm clapping because I want to put emphasis on this. <laughs> how, <laughs> how do you, uh, you know, kind of think about your relationships, you know, well, let me just say, how do you, how do you deal with your man or potential men when you're successful, when you have drive? I can take me, I am a busybody and I can write a book in a night, have that mug published, send it to Penda because Penda is my business bestie. And she will be like, well, why are you doing that? We haven't even finished this yet. And so I know that if I see something, if I have a vision, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to get that done because it's just in my head and I have to bring it out. So how do you, how do you, you know, balance your relationship and your business and your success with your mate and your partner? I want to go back to the question you asked earlier about how do we practice self-care mm -hmm. because when you asked that question I thought about how it's important for me to know who I am and so whatever feeds me or fuels me mm. has not changed and so before I you know I met my husband and before we got married those things gave me life they still give me life so there were periods in my relationship where titles shifted me off my direction, meaning, you know, becoming a wife and you got to spend time nurturing your marriage. And then now I'm a first lady and I got to spend time getting, understanding that role. But in every part of that, I'm still here. So I have to think about what fuels me every day. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get up in the morning, I think about, you know, I thank God for what he's given me and, and all the blessings that I have. Now, what is my assignment today? Hmm. And then I'm, I make sure that all of my priorities. So that means I have to get up sometimes 5 or 5.30 when the house is quiet and nobody is up. And if that means that's the time that I do my devotions and that's the time where I'm writing and, you know, getting prepared for the day so I can get breakfast. Well, now she's not going to school, but before I would get breakfast ready for her when, she, you know, she went to school, spend time with Mr. before he went to church. And then the rest of the day I'm digging in. Hmm. And so I think I have had to occasionally rethink those things about me because mm -hmm. it gets lost. And so when I feel like I'm not me, mm -mm. I need to pull back. Like, it's important for me and me. I'm a writer. I need to spend time with Trey. Like, I need to call my sister. I need to get with my sorority sisters or whatever it is mm -hmm. so that I can come back to me. Because if I get lost, I'm not good for them mm -hmm. or him. Them meaning my baby mm -hmm. or him meaning my husband. And then that spills out into other relationships I have with other people in my life. So I always make sure that I'm a priority too. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you said that. Um, when I first met Rick, um, I don't think that I knew who I was. You know what I mean? And I think that that um, that kind of attributed our, you know, us breaking up because I didn't know who I was. 
and he was working on who he was so we were not whole you know what i mean so we had alexis before we got married so i think that everything just got clouded with the situation that we were in so i knew that i loved him i always loved him even when we were apart i was mad at him but still on the other end i loved him right and i and i talked about that and i said you know what if we just get it right if he get it together if i get it together there's a possibility and i think that god used the time that we were apart for me to be Tracy and to figure out that I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, I'm a diversity and inclusion, you know, educator and him to get his license so that he can dispense glasses and contacts in any state. You know what I mean? So now we're like you said, we're both whole. And so Trey knows what Trey does. And Rick knows what Trey does and lets Trey be Trey. And I do the same thing for him. So I think, you know, it was age. It was really stepping back and thinking, okay, I'm not having, I'm not just having babies. <laughs> because for a while, that's what I was doing. Um, and so I had to kind of step back literally. Like my dad told, <laughs> my dad told us one time, y'all gonna have to find something else to do. So, um... <laughs> So after I found something else to do, I finally kind of stepped into who Trey Trey Speaks was. You know what I'm saying, and 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 who I was supposed to be. And so now I, I I'm not gonna let anybody uh, take me off that path. And and Rick doesn't expect he expects me to be crazy when I have thoughts and visions in my head. And for that, I love him so much for that because he just lets me be me. And so all these other guys that I thought I wanted and thought were my, you know, were my, were my heart, they were just a step in the journey to get back to what God originally had for me. So I'm excited and I love that I have that love and I love, you know, he gets on my nerves sometimes, but don't tell him I said that. He gets on my nerves sometimes, but I know that he will support me in whatever I want to do. Um, so how do you balance it? I'm here to take notes. <laughs> Kim. Same here. Yes, like, how do you balance that? <laughs> well... For me, because um, my fiance lives in Cleveland, okay. so we're trying to figure out where we're going to live after we get married next year. But he is Aww. so supportive and encouraging in whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just, he understands, like, well, one thing we do, one, we always talk every night before we go to bed, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. catch up on our day, whatever. But he is just always so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um and he's more of a, I'm, I always say we're, we're polar opposites because I'm very rah-rah. Like, I can go from zero to 60. Um, and he's very calm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that drives me crazy. But I love him. <laughs> but I need that. But, yeah, for me, it's just it's just him being supportive um, and understanding that, you know, I have this going on or that going on. So maybe we can't um, do something one, this time, but you know, next time we'll be able to. And he knows that he's a priority in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, other than my kids, you know, uh, he knows that he he has that part in my life, but he's just very, very supportive. Okay. So I was just going to say that um, it's just about trying to balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what she said is, you know, 
your spouse understanding that they are a part of the priority and stuff like that but just balancing when you off of work be done with work when it's family time it's family time mm-hmm. when it's um the couple time you and him being able to cultivate even through kids and businesses and stuff you have to make sure you kind of divide that balance that time out with each person it's just even like how you deal with your kids if you have more than one you know they have uh <laughs> several different love languages including mm-hmm. ourselves so you realize one kid may just be, oh, what quality time they see you give your hug and kiss and then they're done. The other one wants you to really engage, talk, how was your day? I know with my, my two, they're totally opposite of how they want me to respond. Of course, you know, they want me to love them like I do, but just in sometimes the quality time. And I realize um, when I go back, I'm back single. This is weird, but it's, you know, peace. Like John Adams said, I'd rather have peace than be somewhere and it's toxic, you know. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's not just looking for someone for you, but who's around to be uh, a positive influence and uh, a good uh, role model for your kids. So they got to also make it sure that, you know, you just balance that. So if you do say, hey, I need to do this with the kids or we need to work this out with them or do family time, they understand that and y'all can work together as a team instead of seem like it's a competition. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think you continue to have success with that union as well as with your business and everything else, just balancing the time mm-hmm. with each area in your life. Absolutely. Okay, ladies. So just a couple of more things as we wrap up. I love when I have guests on the podcast, I love to ask them this question because it's so telling to me. So if you could go back and give your 16-year-old self some relationship advice, what would you tell her? What would you tell her? girl. Say that one more time. Keep them legs closed, girl. Keep them closed. Got everybody snapping. Yes, yes. <laughs> Catrell, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Um, Everyone's situation is not going to be yours. Um, You are not your mom. My mom was a very loving woman, Mm -hmm. very strong, but she also thought negative because of her trials Mm -hmm. and um, her brokenness. And sometimes when you see your parents and their brokenness, you don't like that pain as a kid. We may not have the wisdom, but we had great intuition that something wasn't right and you wanted to cover that pain for them as well as when they want to do that for you. And you have to realize, you know, I was a late bloomer (laughs) a lot of stuff, but I realized I had an old soul. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, you know, my past doesn't dictate my future Mm -hmm. and also that I don't have to be my mom. You know what I mean? Okay. Pinda Shante. Uh, I'm gonna follow what Kay said. My mom is gone, and so I would tell my 16 year old stuff: listen to your mother, like spend time with her, ask her questions, mm-hmm. um, tell her the truth about what you're going through, cause she's wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't throw your journals away. Yes. Yes. Tamiko, what about you? Um, I would say that everything that uh, glitters isn't gold mm-hmm. and uh, pay attention to the red flags. Oh, and always go with your gut. Okay. That gut don't lie, does it? 
Don't lie. It don't lie. Uh-huh. Johnetta K. I would say do not compromise yeah. whatever you do in life. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm talking to my 16-year-old so starting right here and right now, everything that you want, go for it and go get it. Mm-hmm. Don't compromise. Ladies, I had so much fun with you guys. Thank you. We're all clapping right now. Yay. So (laughs) I do appreciate each and every one of you. I've known some of you since I don't know, age 13. Some of you I just met a couple of years ago, but I want you to know that you are definitely a part of my sister circle. Um, You have supported me and cheered me on. And for that, I say thank you so much. I love all of you so much. Okay, before we go, one more thing we got to do. I always do uh, this this little game called this or that. So everybody take your, your microphones off of mute so we can play this little game. It's only three, three little questions. And these are surface things. These are not relationships things that are, you know, that important, but they are. Okay, this or that, a bald head or dreadlocks? Bald. Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. <laughs> okay. Bald. Bald. Okay. Hey, Tamiko. Same. Can we just say same? <laughs> okay. Beard or no beard? Oh, you gotta have a beard. Beard. Yeah, I prefer beard. Yeah, at least, beard. A, at least a goatee. A goatee. Right. Do, Agreed. Do, yes. My dad said, "Don't trust a man without facial hair." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the last one. Cologne or no cologne? Cologne. Cologne. Yes, everybody loves a good smelling men. Ladies, I I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, Until next time, ladies. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Love you. More than a single story unscripted.